feature presentation. And welcome back to Road Trip Cinema. I'm Syed. Syed? Put, Syed, put, Syed. put a little twist yeah. on it now. And you know what? Honestly, I don't know which it is. It could be either. <laughs> I asked my dad once because he has the same name. I'm like, how do you pronounce it? Syed, Syed, Sid. He goes, yeah. <laughs> but, like, no, but like I get called all of it. Which one is it? He goes, yeah, all of it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> like, okay, I guess I, I'll, I'll just make it up as I go. Sure. All right, and I am Joan Rhodes. Okay. Smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, I guess uh, just getting right into it since we're going to be kind of quick. We are going to be doing three mini sods. Rather than one lump sum of all the John Wick films leading up to John Wick 4, we are going to cover John Wick 1 today, John Wick 2 next week, and John Wick 3 the following week. Um, just, just before we start, I do want to mention that I've had this like head cold for the last three weeks, and it is not let up, so I took some day cool about an hour ago, and I'm going to be munching on cough drops. If I cough, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to really try to keep it under control, but there's only so much I can do. All right. Um, and uh, I'm I guess gonna, I'm going to mention that again at the John Four thing. But... Right, because that's coming out first. So yeah. yeah, if you're listening to this one first, uh, good good on you. But uh, yeah, make sure you listen to all of them. Anyway, um, since you put the little preface it, I'm going to put one as well. Uh, we are not going to focus on the dog aspect a whole lot because I literally just had one of my dogs die two days ago. So. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna cut myself saying that, but like, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. Man. Yeah, I appreciate that, but yeah. So we are uh, we're not gonna dwell on that a whole lot. But um, yeah. First and foremost, uh, did you actually know this is based on a true story? What fucking true? What? John Wick. Loosely. loosely. I mean, what what is the truest part? Like, what is the basic premise of this true story? All right. I mean, that is like extreme caveat. You could just say based on true story like jaws you can say that's based on the true story of like it a was. shark bit a kid's leg so no it was it was based off from the true story where a shark killed like four people in new jersey what well, was that <laughs> the was that the basis of the book Peter he Benson's claims song? no but i mean how often does that happen true <laughs> i mean uh, let's put it this way i'm not gonna throw that much shade he may have heard about it in the past, and it might have just been in the back of his mind, and a tiny bit of inspiration he didn't even realize happened. Okay. So, anyway, uh, yeah, this was uh, based off from a true story. Um, did you ever watch the movie Lone Survivor? Yes. All right, it's based off from the Marine that's based off the Mark Wahlberg movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or Marcus like... Luttrell. Yeah. The Navy SEAL. Where Muslims weren't the bad guys. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you appreciated that. You know, my dad was really excited to see that movie. He wanted <laughs> us to go see it when we went and visited him in Jersey. I was like, I guess, sure. I, I thought it was a great movie. It's pretty good for Mark yeah. Wahlberg. I'm that. right, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. Anyway, all right, based off from this guy, after his service, he was actually given, uh, sorry, I'm actually reading this, a uh, yellow lab puppy. Okay. That was like his, you know, hey, sorry you have all this PTSD and we're a prisoner of war. You know, here's something to reconnect you with humanity so you don't just wantonly murder people. Uh, the dog's name was actually Daisy. Okay. 
Um, he awoke one morning hearing a gunshot and looked out and saw three guys. I believe there's three. Some guys laughing over his dead dog. Needless really? to say, when he went out to confront, they left. So he armed up and chased them across four counties. Did he get them? And uh, he did, but he did not kill them. He, he detained them, and the police took them. And when asked, he said he's done enough killing. So Okay, so I can see the very, very, very minor similarities. Right. Pretty and, much all in the setup. But, like, hey, what if he was, like... Insane, and by the way, there's also an entire assassin criminal underworld. Right. Okay. Right. If you wanted to put a little spice on that, yeah. I, I mean, mean, they couldn't get Marky Mark back. So, God, could you imagine a John Wick franchise and fucking Mark Wahlberg instead of Keanu Reeves? <laughs> what a fucking piece of shit that would be. They killed my dog, bro. <laughs> that movie would not have been as successful, especially because that was almost a direct to to movie like that wasn't that I think up till two months before the release date it didn't even have like a distribution deal yeah I uh, from my understanding like Keanu Reeves just kind of was like I'm doing this and they were like okay because the script was written for like a dude in his 60s mm-hmm. like they were shooting for someone way older I, I guess his agent just got it to him and he's like no I'm doing this I mean it's <laughs> fantastic and for a movie that didn't have a, a, essentially a publisher, it has amazing talent behind it. Willem Dafoe, Keanu Reeves, uh, was it Ian McShane, right? Yep, Ian McShane. I always forget his last name. I won't just say Ian Black or Shane Black. I knew that was wrong. <laughs> yes. Ian McShane. All those fantastic actors. Great character actors. And, you know, Keanu, he's hit or miss. And I really like that this was kind of his resurgence and the yeah, fact that he was renaissance like this yeah. brought Reeves back into the mainstream. And he was smart enough to sit down with the the filmmakers and be like, I'm not saying all this dialogue. Mm-hmm. I can say this with a look. Smart Keanu. It, the, the way he plays it is definitely more action over words like very cold. And that's that's right. I think it's almost uh, a renaissance in the action genre itself. Just because it's we had so many dull action movies. Like probably leading up to that was that Expendables era, where it's like let's just get a bunch of action stars in their fucking eighties and they're like put a gun in their hands and call it good. I was actually stuff up. I was actually trying to think about it, and you know I didn't actually do the research, but you know I can't remember. Besides, like, Lone Survivor, which, honestly, I want to say is more of a drama than yeah, anything. Yeah, that's definitely, like, a, a war movie. It's not... Yeah. I wouldn't consider that an action movie by I, any means. I can't really think of, like, noteworthy action movies. Um, Like, White House Down and uh, Olympus Has Fallen. I, I don't even remember. Those might have been after. But... They you know, weren't good either way. <laughs> like, uh, I'm not a fan. I, I kind of like the Olympus series, but, you know, they're not... They're not John Wick, and I honestly think they kind of borrow from John Wick, like the same formula. Holy shit! I have, we haven't done this in the daylight in a fucking while. I know God. it's weird. Oh. I know. I, I was. I can't see. I was coming to meet you, and it was just like it's, this feels wrong. The sun's up. Yeah, it's supposed to be like pitch black while we're driving. <laughs> uh, anyway, but I, I guess to bring it around a little bit, uh, John Wick. It's such a unique movie, especially for the era it was released. 
that it almost blows me away that we wouldn't have had a theater release for it. That being said, I didn't even see it in theaters. I, I completely missed it. I only did because of two factors. One, my, my friend who used to have a show, uh, Guilty Pleasure Cinema, Scott Summers. Uh, Scott Somerton. God, I can't believe I fucked that up. <laughs> Edit that. I, I was thinking of You know a, the X-Men, Scott Summer? That's where my mind was. But anyway, um, <laughs> he loved this. And me and my wife were in uh, Pittsburgh. And she was like, hey, you want to watch a movie? We had to kill some time. I was like, all right. And we go and look. And the only thing close was John Wick. And I was like, hey, I've heard really good things about this. So we saw it, and I was fucking blown away. You know, I I would have seen it in theaters, except I had one friend, and, and I like him, don't get me wrong, he's a good friend, but he's one of those people that when he gives you a recommendation, he does it in a way you're like, ah, just, I have no interest in this now. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't care. Like, he'll tell me to watch uh, such and such, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, oh, okay, and then I'm like, all right, make sure you don't watch that anytime soon. Like, he just, uh, like, you feel bombarded with it and you're like i just don't care yeah gotcha. but then before john wick 2 came out i was like you know what I, I remember hearing good things about the first one i'm like i'll go watch it and then i was blown away and i texted him i'm like yo it just pissed him off you know i was like yo have you heard of this john wick movie it's fucking great and he got really mad about it but that's that's the fun in it for me so <laughs> then of course i saw every film since in theaters because they're fucking fun and i even saw john wick 3 in t-box that was bugging. I almost considered it for John Wick because how much fun it was. But the, the runtime being three hours really is like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Fuck you gotta that. draw the line somewhere. That's too long to be sat in that fucking uncomfortable chair. <laughs> and it's no Top Gun map. Like right. that. That's a movie that's designed for it. Uh, believe it or not, when I saw it in Pittsburgh, uh, we actually saw it in a form of like D box kind of. I don't know. It was a weird like early stages AMC kind of. I don't know what the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. But I just remember the end with the car and it being kind of thrown around. It's like, this is fucking cool. Like their 4D, whatever yes, they that's, call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what it was. Which, by the way, that was loud as shit. I'm sure. You know, in rewatching, I rewatched all three this last week, same as you. And uh, rewatching them, I, it was hard for me to find time to watch them because the movie's dialogue, it's not quiet, but the action scenes, especially gunshots, are so fucking loud, as they should be. They're fucking gunshots. Right. But they're so loud, I had to keep, like, pausing and thinking, like, is this so loud it's going to wake my daughter up? Like, because <laughs> like, this is when I could watch it is late at night, and I am sure as fuck not waking my kid up <laughs> in the middle of the night because I'm watching John Wick. Headphones, my friend, headphones. Yeah, but I'm watching it on my nice big TV with my nice, like, uh, sound bar. I, I, I get it, but honestly, I've gotten used to with my... Uh, Airbud, Airbud Pros. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm used to it at this point. But. Gotcha. Anyway, uh, let's actually talk about the movie. Instead of dancing around, what did you actually think of John Wick? Besides it, it's great. In rewatching it, what I, stood out? I always forget how much more grounded in story the first one is. Like, because I think of them as a whole, typically, and typically it's like the running gun shooter. It almost feels like. As the series as a whole feels like a video game almost, just like a cover-based shooter. You move from spot to spot with bits of story. But that first game, or first game, <laughs> that first movie is actually very story-driven, and it's—I I almost said revenge porn, not revenge 
porn in the sense of it's like he, he broke up with his girlfriend and now he's posting her nudes all over the internet. Not like that, but like a pure revenge fantasy story. Like, yeah. it's just all about pure vengeance to him. Like, it's personal mission, don't care if I live or die. I just have to live long enough to get to kill the guy that caused me so much anguish. Yeah, and yeah. It's so fuck. It's almost cathartic how enjoyable that is. Like, honestly, I they kind of blend together for me, too, especially the sequels. But um, the thing that I did not remember and really stood out to me in rewatching this original was how emotional it was. Like, how it actually connects with you on an emotional level. Yeah. It really drives on Keanu Reeves being broken and balancing the anger and just complete grief. Like, yeah, he, he, the whole movie is literally like two days after his wife has died and they've buried her. Yeah. Like he has had no time to sit down and grieve at all. He is just existing as, as what that morning anger is. Yeah. Like he is literally a broken man gets the, the, the gift of a dog to, to share his grief and the rest of his life with. A and gift then, from his wife who is now dead. Yeah. Like, a, a post-humous gift, I guess. Like, yeah. hey, I know I'm dying. Here's, here's a dog, so you still have something in your life. Because she knows him. Yeah. So Yeah, she knows that he would just be cold and shut off. I, I got to imagine in watching it, obviously, John Wick is this assassin for hire from whatever past in this whole assassin criminal underworld. He got out, married Helen, and had a beautiful life together, I guess. But uh, she had to have known about his dark side. Like, she must have, at some point, because he's, that character is not a character who keeps secrets. Right. He seems like he's very honest with his wife, so I, in rewatching it, I really thought more about the fact that she's aware of his past, and she's scared like that's why she gives him the dog she's scared that he's gonna fall back into this world without it without right. something to keep him going something to keep him grounded in the life they created right and then that gets stolen from him oh my god not even just that like it's very clear that the car his the, what is it a mustang right yeah it's a his 60 like the the kid says it wrong he's just he's like oh it's a 69. Oh, he says it's a 67 boss, and it, it, it's it's not. But it is a 69. It's a very, very nice car, nonetheless. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's it's very clear that it's, like, his pride and joy. Like, yeah. Like, that is very personal to him. And I'm wondering if maybe one day we'll have more story to it, or if that's just going to be a personal thing he had. I, I think that it's probably, like, his last thing he's kind of kept from that life. Mm-hmm. It was just like this was his badass. This is my thing, and that was like the only thing he kind of held on to that maybe gave him joy. So he comes across these Russian thugs. Essentially, they're not even good enough to be gangsters. They're fucking losers. No, they're but, like the the sons, the pissants that are you know just learning. Yeah, the spoiled brats. Yeah, uh, that you know they they want to buy his car or whatever. You, you know he's still mourning and that's his thing. He's like, not for sale, not happening. So, of course, what do they do? They break in his house and they kick the shit out of him while he's all like, what? And yeah. he's still mourning, so he's not on. Man, it's been five years. He's not on top of his game. Yeah, and, just uh, woke up. While he's bleeding on the ground and like, ugh, they, 
then kill his dog in front of him, and then steal his car. Dude, so. it is it is always always got me when he comes to and you see that the puppy crawled to him. Yeah, like there's that trail of blood, so you could tell the puppy crawled to him in the class moments. And yeah, he's well aware. He buries the dog, goes to leave, realizes his car is stolen, and his other car, which is a fucking mini minivan. Yeah, I forgot that there was a fucking minivan there. So I'm wondering if maybe they plan to have kids one day. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, that that whole windshield's bashed in, and there's a baseball bat left in it. Now he's got a fucking. What's he? He takes a bus or something yeah. to the garage, and the the garage owner, his friend, or John Leguizamo. Yeah, fucking. He's been doing a lot lately. I like that's him. another talent. That's yeah. in it. like this is weird that this movie that has no maybe that's more uh, like regular than I assume than I think. But uh, yeah, he punched the sun. You know the the school brat gets the call from the head of the Russian mob and it's like, hey, punch my kid. What the fuck? And then he goes, yeah, he stole John Wick's car. He goes, oh okay, hangs up. He's right. cool with it. He's like, ah, oh, fuck, I get it. I like that. You know, we get all that time aid to. To, to fucking emote with, to sympathize with John. And then before anything happens, we get this whole lead up of everyone talking about how fucking scary, how badass John Wick is. I was just thinking that. It definitely makes it seem, he's much more, of, I don't want to say an everyman, but relatable character, John Wick, that is, in the fact that we follow him through all this, so we follow him through his trauma and everything, and we see him as like this relatable guy that like, we feel bad for. And then the moment that they start discussing who he is, it's all, oh, fuck, kind yeah, of moment. Like, he yeah, starts he flips. We get to see his back tattoos. Yeah, he takes the shower, rips the shirt off, and he's got all these fucking gang tattoos. He, what, he breaks the floor of his basement, and yeah. he's just loaded with guns and secrets and identities and all kinds of crazy shit. We're like, Oh, they really fucked uh, up. Okay. And you realize from that moment on, this is going to be fucking fun. Like, that's that's what these movies excel at is fun. I I liken them to the action version of a slasher film. Yeah. That, like, yes. Abs- John Wick is all about the kills. Just unique kills in each movie. And I that's just the most stand-up. Like, it's not even just mass amounts of bodies, which there is, but it's... Just uh, bizarre and unique kills in each film. Well, like, we're getting all of this. And I'm still thinking generic action movie. And then the the head of the Russian mob sends a squad to kill him. And we get the first huge action scene. And I'd never seen anything like that before. No, it's just... It's almost played like a horror movie in reverse. Like, you're... Instead of following, you know, the... It's almost like your final girl, instead of her being, like, scared, helpless, and trying to survive, it's, oh, she's killing all of these murderers. Like, <laughs> it's just the complete reverse of a normal slasher. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting. <coughs> all the, the martial arts, all the fighting, and the thing, watching it, you know, with our background in, in handling people, and both of us enjoy target practice... To see the realism. That well, that's what... I don't know if you've ever seen any behind-the-scenes behind stuff. Uh, Keanu Reeves 
is extremely trained in oh yeah in weapon combats and hand to hand combat. He regularly does those kind of like gun obstacle courses. Uh, I, I even saw for the John Wick he did ninety percent of his own stunts. Like uh, that is consistent with everything I've read on each one. Is he has done ninety percent? He fucking loves this. This is like <laughs> a passion project for him. Yeah, it it, it shows. He puts in the fucking work, and it shows. Like, it's just amazing. It's... Everything about John Wick is done so well. Like, there's... I have zero complaints about that first John Wick film. No complaints. I agree 100%. Like, everything. Even watching it, like, tactically, it all works. I mean, I'm I'm no expert. I'm not a Navy SEAL or anything like that. I'm just a jackass that has been in a, way too many fights. Uh, part of my profession. <laughs> and uh, enjoys target practice so watching this and actually seeing that it's not just like uh, a sylvester stallone or chuck norris dumb shit where you know the gun has a hundred rounds and it's all treated real and grounded that's one of my favorite parts watching the movie is every time he goes to shoot and it's empty because obviously he shot his entire magazine already Mm -hmm. and he has to go reload or he just steals a clip uh, a magazine off a dead guy or just even takes their gun right out of their hand just it's, it's never, it never feels fake. No. Obviously it's fake, but it never feels that way. It feels like they treat every moment as if it would be real. Right, right. And I, I think that's what is so unique about it and stands out. Not just the fighting style or any of that. It's just how realistic and grounded it's treated. I mean, John Wick does amazing fights where he's breaking bones and stuff. But he always, no matter what, if he shoots somebody, he always makes sure and gets a headshot so it's done. Doubles he knows out. it's done. Yeah. Uh, speaking on, not necessarily the realism, but you're talking about breaking bones and shit. Uh, another thing I enjoyed about it is he's not like normal action star that just is invincible. Right. the plot demands it. He gets fucked up frequently, and he's going to the doctors. He's getting stitched up. He's taking all kinds of fucking drugs just to keep moving. Yeah, I'd forgotten that, and watching this first one in the, the club where he actually gets his ass handed to him, it's just Thrown like... Thrown over the fucking balcony. I, yeah. I feel that fucking landing, the thump of it. Yeah, it's just oh. like, I, I saw that, and I it's like, I appreciate this so much more that he's not Superman. I, I like the... He's got the legend of Baba Yaga, and he's the boogeyman scary. Because it's not that he doesn't get hurt. It's that it never stops him. Yeah, he just just keeps going. gets up and just fucking deals with it and keeps moving. Yeah. I mean, but we see that they're they're trying to get him. We get, you know, teased with this underground world, with this uh, continental hotel with the gold coins, and we never really get an explanation of any of it, and I love that it's just because a tease. I, I like that we don't get an explanation, because it doesn't need one. No. You're just left with it as the fact that, yeah, this is a place, just like any other. Like, yeah, this could be a club, this is the hotel, yeah, yeah, of course. This is their world, and in real world, you don't get shit just spelled out for you. Right, like, if, if I felt like there was enough context clues throughout it to understand how this all worked, yeah. obviously. Uh, the Continental is so charming. It's literally a character in itself. Yeah. Between the manager, Ian McShane, as Winston. Uh, the concierge. Yeah, Charon, uh, Rest in Peace. Yeah. Lance Reddick. Yeah. Amazing. He only got better with each movie, too. Agreed. Uh, but he, 
especially drawn Lance Reddick's character, so fucking charming. Um, it just it all works so well. I am, I'm almost sad that the bartender character, I forget her name, doesn't return in the yeah because it's very clear she has some kind of rapport with Wick. But also, I'm glad she doesn't return because it almost felt flirty, and I like the idea that he was like Helen and Helen only. Yeah. Uh, like, I got that vibe, too, that there had been a pass between us, too. Mm-hmm. But um, he does get captured. You know, we said he gets fucked up. Uh, after, I love the scene in the, the Russian church where, you know, he, he pulls a joker and just burns everything. Mm-hmm. It's all about sending the message. Yeah. It's not, he doesn't give a fuck about money. He doesn't give a fuck about life. It's literally one goal, and he is going to achieve it. He's going to cause them as much pain as he can until he gets what he wants. Right. But the one thing we kind of skipped over is William Defoe is his friend, who's also a hitman and has been kind of secretly assisting him. You know, he... he... He's assisting him by, like, not killing him, and he fires one shot that's more of a, like, a, hey, watch out. Yeah. You got, a, yep. you got an assassin in your room. <laughs> yeah, but Besides he, me. he would have died in that instance had it not been for... For William Defoe, right? Well, also, I, I like that. That does come back to bite him in the ass. Yep. Figo comes for him, kills him, and that's after Wick has already made his peace with it all and yeah, he's he killed was done. his son. But that moment, he's like, "Oh, okay, fuck it, never mind. Guess <clears> we're gonna <throat> fucking go all the way with this." I was already pissed off. I was gonna let it go, but now you fucked up again. So yeah. Let's fucking go. Yeah, I like that. He he was done and driving away. He was riding off into the sunset and then gets pulled back in. No Again. loose ends. Yeah. Fan fucking fantastic. Yeah. And then, you know, we get this awesome car chase, this car foo, I guess. Yeah. And uh, it's really cool. And it made me sit there and just turn to my wife and be like, I miss my old charger. <laughs> I had almost the identical car. <laughs> well, even the, the car chases, the gunfights, the music, too, between just normal songs and just the score, everything about it works so well. It plays into this kind of grungy but also neon future worldish kind of yeah. vibe so it all feels slimy and scummy in the way that the criminal underworld should but it also feels sleek and charming like an assassin criminal hotel would be right like, everything about it just works it feels livable yeah if, yes and then you know we we get the final fight and that's pretty much it it ends with john wick Walking off into literally the sunset with a new dog. Yeah. Uh, I guess we can wrap up there. Uh, yeah, we went a little long for a minisode, but... Yeah, not too bad. <laughs> uh, what would you score this movie out of five? Five. Five. Easily five. five. Yes. Perfect. It's I literally... It. I have zero complaints. Amazing. Nothing to complain about. No. All no. around, great. Great, great movie. All right, so next week we'll be back with John Wick 2. You've arrived at your destination.